0: In chart, lame attempted humor here. Video adventures. my name is Richard, kb 5 jbv and I am the host of this extravaganza. Uh, I want y'all to know that I missed sending out a message to McCall following uh, previous to Thanksgiving, but hey, I hope, uh, hope they were able to enjoy the fruits of the holiday anyway. Alrighty, let's see, when last we left you, we were sparring with uh, a bunch of down on Reddit and they seem to have a problem with the website. I explained to one of them that the, the gal on our banner has been there since, uh, I don't know, 08, 06. Anyway that has yet calmed down or finally calmed down and they really don't realize that you cannot buy that kind of publicity. However, we have, we have actually advanced in the search engine results and uh, more of our episodes are showing up. So. Um, it has been a profitable week. We had our holiday dinner. Wife was, uh, feeling good enough to cook it. And we sat around and ate until I was bugged out. So with that, that's enough of that. Uh, we, uh, have that under control. If y'all would like to see some excerpts from, uh, that particular exchange down on Reddit, it is posted in a post over at the website. Y'all go over and take a look. Alrighty. Um, something else uh, that I had brought up, I have changed my mind. Even though while watching an episode of Dr. Phil uh, yesterday, I found that a, uh, a term that I used in the last episode was not in error. It was actually a uh, broadly used clinical term and this from a well respected uh, psychologist from here in the Dallas Texas area. So um I'm not going to repeat it. Uh y'all probably know which one it is. It came it, it probably kind of unexpected. However, y'all uh, y'all go check that out. Uh we were going to well, let's do a little bit of it. We're going to do just enough so y'all kind of understand what the premise of that was going to be. I wanted to talk a few minutes about commercial and non-commercial amateur radio podcasts. Now, where the interface is of those two, it becomes a really, really gray area. And I did have a short conversation with a gentleman uh, on, of all places, Reddit, where uh, he was trying to learn the hobby. He had just come in. He wants to learn the hobby. And he got to talking about the fact that he was a teacher of some sort and had, in the past, been an instructor for various things. So we started to have the conversation about, um, well, if you got to learn the information to teach it to other people, it makes it easier for you to learn it. And this is a concept we've had here, uh, well, at resonant frequency we had, that, uh, yeah, if you want to know something, teach it. Learn how to teach it. Once you learn how to teach it, hey, man, <laughs> it's easy enough to go ahead and advance. I told him you needed a group of people around him also, a club, a few guys he talks to on the repeaters, something. So they can go and do stuff together so they learn more about the amateur radio service. We uh, continued on, and I explained to him that there were various sources for picking that information up. and if he couldn't, go get a copy of the question pool and learn the question po- learn the questions in the question pool. Don't memorize the questions and the answers, but actually go learn the information that goes with the information in the question pool. Now, I was lucky enough when I was started teaching amateur radio classes that and boy we done veered off on a, a tangent one. We'll we'll get back to it in a minute. When I started teaching radio classes, I know the AWRL had a uh an instruction manual kind of a it was kind of a lesson plan, you know, and that kind of stuff, and I made a few minor changes but pretty pretty much used it as was and all our classes fell into topical classes one was on radio wave propagation, one was on RF theory, one was on electronics that kind of stuff and if any of you guys out there want to give classes, teach people or even learn it yourself, get The question pool. See if that instructor manual is still around. That kind of stuff. If you are teaching other people your Elmering. For those of y'all who haven't caught on to that concept yet. Elmering. Or mentoring. Or whatever you want to call it. And I keep telling y'all. If you've been licensed a week. You know more than the guy that got licensed yesterday. Elmer, Elmer, Elmer. So... You want to go do this, and in the process, you learn yourself. I've done a lot of stuff in the hobby over the years, a lot of stuff. And most of it comes from, I was only licensed about four years when I taught classes. And you even get to know subjects that you have never physically had your hands on. I mean, I can think of a handful of things in amateur radio service that I have never actually done, but I can lecture and teach coherently off script on a lot of these subjects. Uh, If you are curious what those might be, go check out uh, Libration Fading and Spin Modulation. Those two things are, uh, are in that group of things I never actually have done myself, but have taught other people about. Back to the Interface. You have um, a lot of shows out there, uh, podcasts out there, that they're way over the top. Now, like the ARRL stuff, yes, they I haven't listened to it in a long time. They may or may not run commercials and stuff like that. However, you pay for that with your uh, league membership. There's people like QSO Radio and Amateur Radio Newsline. I'm sure they're doing advertising over there. Uh, it's been, they did last time I listened to them. Those guys, they are commercial. And then back on the other end of it, you've got the guy sitting in, sitting at his desk with a headset on, just starting out the way I did years ago. And, you know, he's doing it because he wants to help teach people and stuff. Uh, Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast, was started out as a way of, Mentoring a broader group of people because quite honestly, Dallas, the Dallas area was so clickish at the time that there were a lot of guys slipping through the cracks. Wet my whistle a little bit, see if that helps. So as you get closer and closer to the interface of these two types of shows, it gets to the point that unless you know what you're looking for, You really, it's really hard to tell the difference. And the only reason I say this is because the commercial programs, they don't care about amateur radio operators. They don't care about Elmerin. They don't care about any of that stuff. They're there to make a buck. Case in point, one of the shows I was going to talk about on that episode that we're probably not going to record now, They are, I know that they probably get paid for how many, every time they say LDG. And I know they're running, I believe it's ICOM commercials over there. And the way they try and get around looking too commercial is they take a two hour program and split it up into two separate files. Not necessarily episodes, but files, and let's see what else is going on over. There. Oh yeah, you can tell when you get really close to the interface that uh, you'll have it doesn't matter if it's two or three guys or fifteen guys sitting around on the whatever particular show is. They've all got this shirt tail rider that sits there and makes smart a- smart Alec remarks and then goes <laughs> okay. So, in that case, what you've got is a bunch of guys out there making a bunch of money off you, making money off of you even though you're not paying for anything. When you buy your stuff from LDG, you buy your stuff from ICOM, uh, it doesn't matter if it's those two places or MFJ if they're still in business. I was a distributor for the guys that with the antenna parts. And I can't even remember the name of the place. It had been a couple years back. And that kind of stuff. So it never affected the podcast, though. In fact, we were approached by ICOM uh, over at Resident Frequency around episode 50. And I told them that I was really going to have to think about it. And just so happens, it wasn't too terribly long after that that we closed production. We put the show on hiatus. Let's put it that way. And oh crap, it was something else, and it slipped my mind. Doggone it! Now, in the case of my website, you'll see there's banners over there. Um, we've always taken donations and we've even, we even take donations in the form of y'all click through to Amazon, buy yourself something pretty and we get a piece of it. We don't get nothing out of it if we, if you don't. And we're not actually in the business of trying to get it. However, uh, we do have to cover our costs, server fees, time, editing, all that stuff. So in the back to the uh, commercial podcast. I mean, there's even guys like Ted Randall. You can, I knew that uh, he was way out there because he contacted me one time to come on his show and do an interview. Uh, QSO Radio, I think it is. And I told him that I couldn't do it on the date that he had planned, but I would be happy to come on the show. He said, okay, thank you very much, and I never heard from him again. I may hear from him now. Somebody will tell him. And then, yeah, we got Ted Randall. Yeah, that's enough. So then you swing over to the other side. Now, I feel, and I think I said something about it in the last episode, that we are currently in the third iteration of amateur radio podcast pod fading. And here's uh, why I say that. When Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio podcast, came came along, there were a few shows that had been out there for a while, and the majority of them were winding down to the point that they were not, and it really wasn't, okay, we're going to do it till this episode, and then we'll see you all later. It was, they would record, and the same thing happened with a Resonant Frequency before anybody brings that up. We, were, we did not they did not say we will record to this point and stop. They would just stop issuing episodes and I'm really sorry about that guys we're we're working on remedying that What was left was shows that were kind of specialized a few quite a few of them, and I'm not gonna mention names on those because one of is actually still going. I just found out. And that's good, because it's a damn good show. So, I decided one day, you know, I've been listening to all these podcasts and stuff. Um, it'd be a good way to teach people and everything else. I decided to try and figure it out. Now, if y'all want the saga of how resonant frequency came to being, came into being, um, I mean, we can make that happen. Y'all would have to let me know uh, if y'all were interested in that or I might just do it sometime for the for giggles so back to the interface as you move closer and because we've lost all these really great amateur radio shows as you get closer to the interface you start to find that the guys that are not running commercials and are collecting donations and all this other stuff start to get closer and closer and closer to the commercial versions. And simply because they start showing the same traits. They've got the guy I was talking about a little bit earlier. That's one of them. They tend to start doing news articles or lots of interviews instead of taking pertinent topics, becoming. Semi-well-versed in them, one way or the other, and then presenting the information. Remember, we've always been about teaching over at resonant frequency. And there's even been times that we've moved over to desktop hardware and software to help continue that teaching. But for the most part, as as that gap starts to close, it gets really difficult to tell the difference now one last thing about the particular commercial program i was talking about they've got all this stuff going on they have all this uh glitzy uh graphics and stuff on their websites. they do i think an after show but the main reason you can tell their commercial is not the fact they're running commercials and stuff like that on their show their show, they can do it. If they want to be commercial. That's their thing. Uh, but when you get to digging a little deeper, you find that they're not. They don't even make any bones about being a commercial show. They are not a five hundred one c three corporation, which is the way guys are go commercial without and clubs and stuff even go commercial without, you know, admitting they're commercial. These guys have. Registered trade name, registered trademark. I believe they're registered as a corporation. Also, I would have to dig back into that, but I believe I read that. Uh, the guy who is the main guy on the show has been a commercial radio service producer on quite a few shows and all this other stuff. If you got a professional commercial radio guy, Running amateur radio podcasts and trying to get everybody to follow along. And I'm sure there's more than one out there. And the guys that were on a show the last time I listened to it, all they really talked about is uh, well, you know, I talk a lot about new hams not having a lot of money and being able to afford the best equipment and towers and antennas and all that good stuff. And he was sat there and talked for quite a while about, Oh, I just went down and bought a high lift and rode that bad boy up to the top of the tower and did my my work. Well, you know, we'd all do that if we had the money. But I remember more than one time hanging off a 50, 60, 70-foot tower. And all I had around my waist was a piece of rope with a carabiner on each end. Thank God I had some hard-soled shoes. So that was it, and this is gone. This part of it is going a lot further than I expected to. I just kind of wanted to brush that and then try and dig into the pod fading thing a little bit. Because yeah, I got that microphone in the wrong place. Because it's important that we keep passing the information along. Now my suggestion is go dig up those shows. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of the ones that used to be really popular, and they're still out there on the internet. But you'll find there hasn't been a new episode in years. You know, I've been checking out blogs, too, and there's guys that are still roaming around in amateur radio community and trying to, I guess, trying to help out the new hands and stuff. But I know one that I took a look at his web page and it's been years since he made an entry. Years. And he never produced an audio program. He was writing some articles and stuff. And poof, gone. I get to checking the links that I had on the old website. Every time I post an episode of resonant frequency, I end up with uh, broken links and all that stuff. So, let's go ahead and swing us back around a little bit to what we need from y'all. Here's what we need. Well, I don't need it. I'm probably have as much knowledge in amateur radio as I can use at the moment, and if I need something else, well, I'll go learn it <laughs> because that's what I do. I've been doing it for y'all for a long time. Like I said earlier, I decided one day I was listening to all these podcasts and the few amateur radio podcasts I was able to find over on uh, iTunes or wherever it was, most of them were done. Um, Some of them were still around, but they weren't things that, you know, I remember one guy that go, he'd do an episode and then he'd do one a month later and they'd do one eight months later. And it was mostly about homebrewing, Stuff which we don't get to do as much as we used to because of all this surface mount crap. But there were still those few out there, and those that had been kind of good. They were home home built commercial enterprises, kind of like Resonant Frequency was. You know, if y'all go listen to the first episode of that, that is the worst episode ever recorded. And it's me sitting there reading ARRL Bolton. But I was sitting around one day. And I realized that there was a need for programs that would teach Colin and Martin have done a real good job over there in the u k of keeping their show going. I haven't listened to a full episode in several years, but they always had a good show, and I can't imagine it drifting too far off of its original format. I may be wrong, but then you have guys like Jerry Taylor and then uh rich and his son i can't remember his name right off hand at low swr and other places like that that part of their reason for starting a podcast is so they could learn the amateur radio thing better and they oh jerry man wow <laughs> And when I found out that his show had ended, it was I had the same sense of loss I had when I found out Chester Chess, Well, I knew Chess Griffin had closed his show some years ago. Uh, he was a Linux guy, y'all, and he closed his shut his show down. He gave advance warning. He said we'll quit it huh? episode 100, and sure enough, he did. It was actually a very nice farewell show, and then he went on about it. Didn't it? Okay, when I started, it's like I said earlier, it's like I was listening to all these podcasts and I said to myself, hmm, maybe I can do that. Ooh, we slipped over into it, didn't we, kids? So, I had a little uh, desktop USB microphone that was used for like doing Skype or VOIP at the time. And uh, I had a computer. And I could get myself a free blog over at uh, Blogspot. Now, blogger, I think, that belongs to Google now <laughs> and all that stuff. In fact, I've been able to go back and find the old blogs and uh, strip what I needed off of them that uh, we lost during the, the shutdown. But, okay, I'm good. i got a way to record. Because i got a little cheap recording program in Windows. I was running, I can't remember, I think I was running XP. No, I was running 2000 server because of a good friend of mine. And then I needed to figure out how to get it out there. And I found a place that would let me upload my stuff and point to it and get them downloaded. Parted ways fairly quickly after we got going. and We'll get to that in a minute. And I was off reading AWRL bulletins. Well, a little bit later, that particular place, I can't remember what it was, Cyber Ears, I think was the name of it. And they would host uh, enough, host you enough room to get about four or five episodes on there Then they wanted to, st- wanted to char- start charging you money. So I set up, I f- sat down, and I learned what I needed to learn to set one of my computers up at my house... To host the, the shows. And as I found out how popular that show was going to become, I also found out that I would probably hit my band limit on the limit on my internet provi- provider it's, uh, pretty quickly. So we moved over to a legitimate uh, web hosting service. The blog evolved. If y'all want to see how the resonant frequency website has evolved over the years, go uh, use the Wayback Machine over at uh, the Internet Archive. It only goes back to, I think it's about 2011, 2010. It may go all the way back to 2009, but uh, you can at least get an idea. Previous to that, we had static, single-page static websites for uh, resonant frequency, which existed a long time before the actual podcast existed. Or Uh, richardbailey.org. No, kb5jbv.org. Anyway, so back to the story. And once we did that, we started doing our best to record some interviews. Well, at the time, due to flaky internet, inferior equipment, and a service provider that wasn't actually top, top notch. And the fact that, you know, Skype was kind of in its infancy. It wasn't always great, that kind of stuff. Uh, we finally got so frustrated with doing interviews that we decided to go another direction. I don't know. Uh, the way things are now, if I can find me a good stable connection, And I can find me the proper recording program software. I'm not going to back off interviews. But that's something that's off in the future. For the future, Richard. Anyway. So we got past that. Then it was time to start figuring stuff out. Well, I knew what I knew from being in public service. I knew what I knew from teaching classes. I knew what I knew from... Listening to other shows and talking with my Elmers and generally going out there and doing amateur radio and being as active as possible in amateur radio. So we continued on. Now, at some point, Resonant Frequency kind of became a phenomenon. It was, it might not have been the number one podcast when you went and searched for amateur radio podcasts. But we weren't a whole lot more than halfway down that first page. We had plenty of feedback. We had plenty of listeners. And in fact, when we finally took the website offline about six months or so before we restarted all the stuff and put everything back on the Internet, we were still drawing down three, four thousand people a month. And that's without a new show. For all, for six, seven years, maybe eight years, without any new information, we were still pulling down three, four thousand people. So here's what I'm getting at with you guys. Some of you have the urge to teach. Some of you are that natural teacher, is what I call it. The person that wants to share what they know with other people and not be an ass about it. That for me, comes from growing up not ever being able to get a straight answer from the people that I would think would be there to help me learn stuff, and I'm talking about in my private life, and the fact that I have taught people how to run printing equipment, I have taught people how to um, do club, venue, private security without getting themselves killed, I have taught people how to work on cars. I have taught people how to run movie projectors at a theater, even though that's something that doesn't exist much more than the printing presses do anymore. I have taught people how to do retail merchandising, build fixtures, and all this stuff over the years. I have trained people at almost every job I have ever had to do something that somebody walking in off the street just wouldn't know how to do. So that's what the podcast thing is about for me, and that's why it disturbs me that we are in this time of pod fading. You know, another story I tell from back in the beginning is uh, if you go and check out Resonant Frequency over on the website, you'll find a couple of them that uh, the title says something about visiting over at Amateur Radio Q&A. There was a place where you could go, yeah, I can't even remember what it was called, talk, group, something, something. and you could go over there and you could do free recordings and stuff like that. You just had to uh, leave it on their servers and stuff, and I'm not real sure what the licensing on that was, but I feel it was probably, uh, they ended up with copyright on it and that kind of stuff. Uh, Jeremy and, oh crap, the other day. Anyway. And we went over there, and we talked for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, and that kind of stuff. And a lot of good information kind of got swapped around. And unfortunately, it wasn't too long after that that, well, you know, Jerry was a over-the-road truck driver, or uh, Jeremy was an over-the-road truck driver, and he got really busy and couldn't do the show anymore. Plain and simple. And I mourn the loss of that show simply because it was it was a roundtable. It was a good roundtable. There were people that would call in and that kind of stuff, and it was it was a good experience, especially for someone who had just got into podcast. So let's go this way. If you have the urge to Elmer people if you have a specific area of the hobby that you are completely and totally competent in, well, you ain't even got to be that good. You just got to be comfortable with. And you like helping people out, okay? You know, messaging with people on social networks, whether it's Reddit or Facebook, or some of the others that are coming along now. We've lost a lot of those over the years. I was trying to get in diaspora tonight. and I'm not really sure what's going on with that. Because you know, I was having a hard time making it happen. Get out there and teach the other guys. I keep preaching this to y'all. And you don't have to have a hundred, a $1, thousand dollars worth of equipment to do it. Alright? If you got a computer And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter if you have a Windows machine or a Linux machine. Because the software I'm using right now, I used for years and years and recorded resonant frequency with it, is a program called Audacity, which runs on Windows. It runs on Linux. I don't know if it runs on uh, the Apple stuff yet, you know. Magic fruit filled computers. Yeah. And get yourself a USB headset. I would prefer, I would say get a headset. It's easier to get your hands on one that has a microphone that is kind of noise canceling. But use one of these plug in jobbies if you want to. You're just going to have to figure out how to deaden the sound around you to try and get a fairly quiet recording. And once you've done that, added all the bad stuff out, get it in a format that you can upload somewhere, and then find a place to upload it. The guys are doing, that are doing web hosting, you've got a lot of them out there that are fairly cheap. I think uh, HostGator's pretty cheap and a couple of other places right now due to the current war that we just ended i don't want uh, a lot of people having a lot of information about where my stuff is where my website site and stuff is but you know what if you're fairly smart about the internet you can probably probably figure it out but the whole point is you can get that web hosting you can get a lot of storage space and a lot of bandwidth pretty cheap and a lot of them Come with the software to help you download and install copies of CMSs, which are just kind of glorified blog software. And uh, things like WordPress, that kind of stuff. And currently, we actually run our website on WordPress. And it's free. You can get in pretty cheap. Don't get in there looking to be... Some kind of big cheese. Because that's not the point. The point is to teach the guys around you. If you end up being a big cheese. Well that's fine. I'd like to come on your show. So you let me know. I need the rest of you. Who don't feel so inclined. To take the other side. The other side is. In my case. I am a voice for you. If you have my cry right? And when I say that. What I mean is, you may not have Mike Fried on the radio, but you may not feel comfortable speaking in front of an audience, which is basically what you're doing podcasting. It's not like standing in a room of people with them looking at you while you're trying to give them the information that you're trying to convey and you see expressions on faces that you don't know is gas or they're just pissed off about what you're saying or what's going on i get that i have had that problem in the past it used to scare me to death to stand up in front of people and talk (laughs) i don't have a problem with it now because i really don't care what they're thinking uh when i was a kid in high school every time we had a band concert I would be sweating bullets because I knew all them people were out there looking at us. And everything else, it goes way back. However, over the years, I've turned into a loudmouth jerk. So, if you have questions, send them to me. We'll see if we can answer them. If you have information that we don't have to answer the question, even better. You can record it on your computer and send it to me. You can send me an email with that information. Even better, you can write yourself an article. And I know some of you guys may not be comfortable with that. But give it a try. It's absolutely fantastic because you don't have to be in a hurry to get, your, get what you're thinking out. The uh, word processing software is out there. Send me an article. Go look at some of the articles over resonant frequency. They're uh, not—they're not Pulitzer, (laughs) for sure. They're—they are not Pulitzer grade, but they get the information across. A few pictures wouldn't hurt, but not not absolutely necessary, because I found out over the past week that I can find some pictures that will draw a crowd, and. You know, express yourself, basically. I met a guy at uh, a ham fest that he didn't have a booth. He wasn't walking around for looking for equipment. What he had was a stool and a guitar and probably a dozen songs about amateur radio. And he sat there and that's all he did the whole time I was there is he sat in that one spot and played them songs and things about amateur radio. Quite honestly, I wish I could track him down because that would be fantastic to have those for one of the shows here. The best I can do is Gnorman went out and found some music and did a video Thanksgiving Day that I wasn't aware of until... I ran across it. So, that's what I'm saying. Don't be fooled by the imitators. Back up towards the front of the show. Don't be bashful. Either get out there and create a podcast. Get out there and create videos. Get out, I mean, if you can't do that, if you can't bring yourself to do that, then... Get somebody on board that can help disseminate the information, pretty much. And all that means is send me or somebody else your the information you have as an audio recording of uh, questions in email or on one of the social networks, a small article. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge, any of this because we need to reverse the current trend of pod fading in the amateur radio community and yeah the commercial guys are going to be there they're going to get their money whether you're listening or not they don't care but the ones who are non-commercial we want to bring your information to other radio operators and if you're not able to do it yourself by doing seminars, classes Standing up in front. I, I remember standing up in front of a bunch of people in uh, Kaufman County of all places at the courthouse or at the fire station, and I had I went out there just to hear the Section Emergency Coordinator talk, which Bill and I were pretty good friends. I wanted to hear him talk, meet a few of the guys that I had talked to on the repeater and that kind of stuff. And before it was over with, they had asked Bill to come up and talk about the ARRL. And it just so happens I was there because Bill—Bill Bill was kind of sickly in those days. He—he—he he, he, he didn't last a whole lot longer, or wasn't able to get out and do the stuff a whole lot longer. And he—I was sitting next to him. He says. Can you go do that? Well, okay. By that time, I'd been an assistant section manager. Three times I'd been. Oh, doggone. I had run two speaker bureaus for the league. I was a digital traffic manager. I had a brass founder, medallion, blah, blah, blah. Y'all want to find out about all those qualifications? I had most of them before this meeting had happened. Uh, They're over at the website. Go look. And so without being prepared, without any kind of script, I stepped up on the stage at the front of that firehouse and gave an hour and a half presentation on the Amateur Radio Relay League without PowerPoints, without handouts, without anything. I did an hour talking about the league, and then I fielded questions for 30 minutes. And when I left... I was pretty much told that that was probably the best meeting like that they had ever been to. And the guys from that were there from the newly formed CERT team, they're all coming up to me asking, you know, what's my email address? How can they get a hold of me and everything else? Now, I can do that because I've done it so much. By nature, I'm a pretty shy guy. You may be shy, too but I'm not going to say you're going to get over it. What I can say is if you want to get your information out where it might help somebody else, then either do your own podcast where people are not looking at you, do videos where you can be little star of the show, write some articles, send some emails, get on the social networks. Come on, guys. It's not hard. It's not hard. And I say, guys, and I apologize to all of those who might take offense to that because they got a thin skin. Sorry, I was uh, reliving the past week for a moment. Anyway, get out there and spread the information. You know, I'm sure y'all wish y'all had somebody do that for you when you were trying to get started. So with that, uh, luckily, we haven't run as long as we did the last time. After the cut, this one will probably be as long, but we lost 15 minutes of the last episode simply because there was a lot of stuff in there that, while I was doing the initial edit, I felt was probably inappropriate. So, well, it might have been uh, inappropriate. Well, it would have got past the censors. Anyway, um, that I felt might have been inappropriate. So about 15 minutes the last episode ended up on a cutting room floor and I had somebody ask for a copy of the, file of the episode without the cuts and I had to tell him that as I went down through there listening to it I felt there was just stuff that was too inappropriate and I cut it and it's gone. It got deleted. It did not get saved. So let me go ahead and wrap this up. So we can get that pointed and get it pointed in the right direction where you, you folks can hear it. And let me do this because I keep forgetting to do it. You can contact me at kb5jbv at com with your comments, questions, suggestions, just to say hello, whatever you might want to do. You can also go over to the website website www.rfpodcast.info, www.rfpodcast.info. That's the whole website, old episodes the resonant Frequency, current episodes RRA, eight episodes of Strangely Enough, which I'm still waiting for those of you who uh, were downloading that show to get in touch with me and tell me if you want more. If not, don't worry about it. Alright, so we are still adding social networks, so let me give you, uh, let me, let me, doggone it, I should have been better prepared for this, we are currently on MeWe, at com. stroke I, stroke, resonant frequency, MeWe, M-E-W-E, dot com, stroke I, stroke, resonant frequency. We'll find us on Twitter at KB5JBV. At uh, I think it's at KB5JBV. You can also find us over on Facebook. Boy, do we have a lot of places there. Uh, there's my personal feed, which I'm probably going to quit using for resonant frequency podcasting kind of stuff because it's starting to get mixed up with the other stuff a little too much. However, we do have a Facebook group, Resonant Frequency, uh, the Amateur Radio Podcast. You can go over there and check that out. We also have a page, which is Resonant Frequency, the Amateur Radio Podcast. There is also another group over there that has uh, been there for some time, but I'm the admin, so I can put my stuff on there if I want to, which is... um Elmer's DFW. Elmer's DFW. Like Dallas-Fort Worth. You go over and leave me stuff over there. We are also on Parlor. At, at KB5JBV. At KB5JBV. Last but not least, and we're working on Discord, I really don't see how we can use that, but, uh, we're gonna, gonna try and figure out can we because if we can then that would be another place for y'all to be able to get a hold of me so we're we're gonna give that a shot and last but not least over at reddit yes the dreaded reddit uh you can find me over there or over reddit i'm sure there's a way to look it up so, with all of that, I think i just wrap it up this way. If you want to listen to commercial podcasts, go ahead and do so. Just remember, they're not there for you. They're there for themselves. Also, be careful what you say when you're out in public unless you're, you're ready to get right back in the backside. I'm sure that uh, I left one or two person with people with a sore backside, and I'm sure I gave the other ones just what they wanted. Take that as you will. The You may have to listen to that two or three times to figure out what I just said to you. Make sure that uh, you at least grab the new guys and help them learn. And try and get some of those podcasts going. I will tell you this. And people think I'm just boasting when I say stuff like this. However, Jerry over Practical Amateur Radio Podcast was... He was you know, he had some trepidation, uh maybe not that's not the word he was a little nervous about starting his show and contacted me before he ever proceeded to get it together and I uh, gave him some encourage- words of encouragement and stuff like that uh he had been a listener, I guess and he headed on out and had one of the most fantastic podcasts where amateur radio is concerned that I have ever heard, commercial or non-commercial, uh, the same way with Rich and his son, Brady that's his name, Rich and Brady over at the Lowson SWR, same thing, there were a handful of other podcasters that came to me that have had shows, I need to start writing these things down when i think of them because uh, a lot of times my memory even though i'm not disrespecting these guys my memory doesn't always let me remember what their names were and stuff don't be afraid if you want to help others you want to be a podcaster you want to do videos on youtube get out of there and do it it is the same thing Pretty much the same philosophy I give the new guys when they come on board and they want to buy a $500 radio before they ever get on the air. Get out there and do it. I tell my stepson, you can you don't get on the ladder at the top rung. Okay, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a strange saying, and it really doesn't ring true all the way. But what he knows what I mean, which is, you don't get on the top ladder rung of the ladder. So that you can be on the top rung of the ladder. You get on the bottom rung of the ladder. And work your way up to that top rung. I used the analogy the other day. That amateur radio is like building a house. You have to get that foundation down. The foundation is knowledge. And a piece of equipment. And it doesn't matter if it's a Bofang. And I will tell you right now. I got one sitting right where I can reach out and touch it with my finger. UV5RV2 Plus. Yeah. And I'm, y'all check out when we get to 5354 on resonant frequency. You'll find I did a review on it. Get on the air. Where podcasting is concerned, record that first show. Get that information out there. And even if you don't want to spend your time talking about uh, stuff for people to learn, you can talk about antennas. You can talk about radios all that stuff and webcams not that expensive I see guys doing YouTube videos with a cell phone but they still tend to be some of the popular guys out there it's not about the way it's presented it's about the content that is presented so with that I've jumped up on my soapbox apparently the agriculture out in this area has decided to attack me and I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all go for now this KB5JBV. Send that feedback. Enjoy Christmas as we're heading up to it, and I'll talk to you all later. We gotta go.